the two most popular business structures in the United Kingdom and the rest of the world to run your business is either as a sole trader or as a limited company. In the United States and other parts of the world, a limited company is typically referred to as a corporation. In this week's podcast, I'm going to outline the four things you need to take care of in order to make that successful transformation from a sole trader into a limited company. Those four things are mindset shift, battle of the forms, communication, and tax. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, welcome to another weekly episode on I Hate Numbers, the podcast channel that's there fundamentally to help improve your financial awareness, improve your money mindset and attitude, help you make more money and profit in your business, save tax and time. What a wonderful combination that is. Let's crack on with the podcast. The first thing you need to remember when you make that transformation from a sole trader into a limited company is a mindset shift. When you choose a limited company, there could be a number of reasons behind that. It could be either for tax planning. It could either be for legally protecting your assets in case the business has any wobbles in its future. And what you've got to bear in mind is there's a trade-off. You have extra legal protection, but your suppliers, your creditors, people who do business with you will have less protection if you are unable to pay your bills, if things go wrong. And therefore, because you have that extra legal protection as an investor, as a business owner, the regulators, typically the legislation, will enshrine and put responsibilities onto your shoulders that you need to take seriously. The mindset shift fundamentally is you have to bear in mind that this new being that is being created, your company, is in legal terms a separate legal thing. Therefore, you need to consider that new company that's created, which I'll get onto in a moment or two, as your employer. So even though fundamentally you might be a one-person operation or a few of you, look at your company that's created as a separate being. Look at it as employing your services and make that visual, make that mental distinction between the two. What it also means is that things that are required in terms of compliance, running the company, there's going to be a bit more regulation than you're used to compared to running a sole trader business make that mindset shift and it could also manifest itself in terms of you deciding what your conditions of service are with your own business, giving yourself holidays, what you're going to be inputting, how you're going to be drawing out money and so it goes on. So therefore make that distinction and you'll be a long way to making sure that you don't run into any trouble. Now let's think about the forms, the battle of the forms. Now once you've made that decision that you want to go from a sole trader business to a limited company, the first thing you've got to do is to create and register your new being. Now take a step back and consider first of all the type of company you wish to create. Is it a private limited company that typically has what's called shares in the company? Are you going to be a not-for-profit organisation? And what that means is you're still making profits, but those profits are not for your personal gain, but they're there to serve the purpose of your organisation. Typically, if that's your choice, you're going to choose a limited by guarantee or a CIC if you're based in the United Kingdom. Once you've made that choice as to the type of business 
you want the type of company, then you've got to create that. Now you can either do it as a DIY basis or you can recruit the services of your accountant or a similar formation agent. Typical information that you'll need to register the company, you'll need a name that's not already taken. You'll need to identify where your registered office is. That's where the official contact place will be for your business. You need to select at least one individual director. If you're going for a private company by shares, then you need at least obviously one shareholder. Decide how many shares are going to be issued. You need also the address of the directors there. That's not necessarily going to be shown on public record, but the regulators, which are companies house in the UK, need that information. Having identified the type of company, then you create that company and you register it. Now, there are more forms to complete. Now, HMRC will be informed directly from company's house that your company has been created. And within a short period of time, and short could be anything up to a few weeks, by the way, you'll receive documentation informing you what the company's tax reference will be. You need to make sure then that you register with the HMRC and tell them that you're now up and ready for trading. And remember, that applies whether you are limited by guarantee or whether you are a private shareholding company. Now, when we think about forms, there are more forms to continue. In terms of that mindset shift that we talked about earlier on, I would thoroughly recommend that you set up a separate bank account for your limited company. Make that bank account separate from your own individual. Don't mix up your business activities with your existing accounts there as well. That also reinforces that idea there's that separation between you as the individual who is running that company and the business itself. So it's not a legal requirement, but it could avoid a lot of messes and issues going forward if you separate and re-fence them. Nowadays, setting up a bank account is quite straightforward with a number of online banks that are out there. You can go for the traditional high street bank, but get the bank account registered. Now remember, you cannot create a bank account until you create the company. Communication. If you are making that transformation from a sole trader business into a limited company, you need to make sure that all the individuals, the suppliers, the stakeholders that you're engaging with need to be aware of your new transformation. So when we deal with suppliers, suppliers will be dealing with you as an existing sole trader. It's a different scenario, a different landscape for them once you become a limited company. You may need to open up a fresh account, there may be some credit checking. And if you're used to credit limits on your previous relationships, you may find that those are reduced because from the supplier's perspective, they are taking on an extra level of risk and therefore that might affect how much credit you're offered. Make sure you tell your employees they will be transferred into the new limited company. You've also got to register a new payroll scheme. So your existing one, if you're a sole trader, will not be applicable. So you need to create a new one. Um, other stakeholders that you engage with, obviously we've talked about the bank, we've talked about the suppliers, we've talked about your existing employees, your staff, your freelancers that you may be recruiting, the invoices they are raising has to go to the new company. Any invoices that you receive obviously will be made out to the new company and any invoices you're sending out to your customers must be on effectively new stationery. And when I say new stationery, if you're generating invoices electronically, you need to make sure that you list your company's name, its registration details, the address, and make sure that the invoice is made out to you. Now, there may be a hiccup in the early stages until that migration is fully done, but the more you can put in place at the beginning, the better. The last thing to consider is the actual tax side of things. Now, when you are transferring or transforming your sole trader business into a limited company, fundamentally, you'll be selling 
quote unquote, transferring all your existing assets and liabilities across to this new vehicle. It may be a largely paper exercise, but it still triggers potential exposures to tax. Now, subject to the size of your company, subject to what's going on, there may or may not be a tax exposure. In the UK, typically, when you incorporate a sole trader business into a limited company, effectively, there is a capital gain that could arise. If your business has any goodwill, any value in there that is being created, then that is likely to trigger a potential exposure. It can be mitigated. The purpose of this podcast is not to go through the details of the tax exposure, but be aware of that and make sure you liaise with your accountant, your CPA, of the exercise that you're going through. There will also be assets that you're selling into your business. And if there is a value attached to your incorporation, then what will happen is it's likely that your new company will not have the funds to pay you. And that will create something called a loan account. Now you assume now director status in your new company and therefore financial activities between you and the company are typically reflected in your loan account. Any monies owed to you will be recorded on that loan account itself. So folks, let's just summarize what we've got. First thing I think you need to bear in mind is that when you transfer from a sole trader business to a limited company, in legal terms, in accounting terms, and in tax terms, it's a completely different landscape. You need to make sure your mindset is rewired into that. And do not think of the company just as your personal savings account. There have been many situations I've come across where a business owner will not make that distinction, will go off and spend money out of the company because they see it as their own, which I can fully understand. But in legal terms, that's a no-no. Separate them out and remember that your company is your new employer. The forms, make sure you register, make sure you've got the company set up correctly, make sure that you have got bank accounts set up, make sure you've informed all the authorities like HMRC, make sure the communication's in place. You've told your suppliers, you've told your existing customers, you've told your employees, your freelancers, everyone that you engage with, you are now a different being. And lastly, the tax. The tax may or may not be an issue, but again, if you do it correctly, do it at the outset, any nasty surprises will be avoided. Folks, I hope you've got some value out of this podcast. I'd obviously love it if you give me some feedback. Even some reviews would be really wonderful. Feel free to subscribe and share this podcast with those who you feel will benefit. Until then, have a great week and I'll see you guys on the other side. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. 